Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. My name is Nathan, and I'm your host. Hi, everyone. It's Casey, your girl. Um, I won't get too into it, but I do have some devastating news to share. Taemin's military service got extended because of his change in position to a public service worker. So now he's getting out next March rather than end of November this year. So if you've been here with us, yeah, if you've devastating news, devastating news, I really actually cried because you guys know I've been counting down and your calendar resets basically. Yeah, literally. Um, when he gets out, I'll be on my bachelorette party, so that'll be a celebration at least. But... That will be a great celebration. <sighs> That's All it. Right. Well, a little longer, Casey. <laughs> All right. Um, so we are a small group today, don't forget. Uh, and we are actually going to be starting a kind of like a mini episode format. And this is our first episode of our new series called... Hot take, hot talk. Get it, listeners? No? Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a play on, you know, basically one of those uh, Korean street foods, right? So it's going to be a quick coverage of the late- latest kind of news, scandals, and controversies that rock South Korean pop culture and beyond, right? So we are still Idol Talk, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Idol Talk Pod and rate, review, and subscribe to our uh, podcast on different streaming platforms. If you have any feedback, don't forget to email us at idletalkpod at gmail.com. And we also have our website with uh, previous episodes, um, categorized playlists, song recommendations, and everything and all of the above, idletalkpod.uu.ai. So again... This is our first episode of Hot Take Hotok. <laughs> and we will say that we'll start with the content warning, kind of like a trigger warning. And there's going to be discussions of bullying, abuse, and um, attempted suicide. So if you're not into those topics, please feel free to, to skip and, and we'll see you on the next episode. But this episode is going to be about what's going on with La Seraphim, which is a brand new girl group. Um, and I'll go ahead and give a little bit of a background to the group. And then Casey's going to go ahead and uh, lead us in with some recent events surrounding the group, yes. to say the least. Right. So just a little bit about the group. Um, it was originally, uh, well, today is July 21st. From where we're recording in the United States. Um, originally a six-member girl group formed by Source Music and Hybe. And, Hybe. and you might know that this was the company's home to previous G-Friend. So Source Music and Hybe gave G-Friend the Knicks, or so we think. And then they debuted right away a new girl group called La Seraphim. So I'll go ahead and talk about the members. The members, there are six of them. Um, I'm going to actually go in reverse age order. So I'll talk about from youngest to oldest. So the youngest member is Unche. She's born in 2006. And I'm saying their birth years because it's relevant to mm-hmm. one of the controversies that um, they were kind of in, 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 encompassed by during their, during the early parts of their debut. 
even though they're still early on in their debut. That, anyway, we're still in the early okay. part. <laughs> we're still we're still in the early yeah. days here. Okay, so um, Inte Kazuha, which is the Japanese member, she's born in 2003. Ho Yunjin, she was born in 2001. Kim Taewon, born in 2000. Uh, born in 2000. Period. Um, and Sakura, who was born in 1998, and then the last member who's actually no longer a member of La Seraphine. Her name is Kim Garam, who was born in 2005. So when I first heard about this group, I was like, La Seraph, how do I say this? Like, what is going on here? Like, is it a beauty product? Is it like a perfume that I don't know? Like, so now I know it's backwards for I'm fearless. Um, So it's like an anagram for that phrase. And they're also named after a seraphim, which mm-hmm. I had to relook this up. And it's actually a it's an it's a biblical reference for a six winged creature. And in terms of the group, it was supposed to represent like each of the six members. But now, supposedly, according to the K-pop profiles website, it's the five members with the fandom because you know you got to change up the interpretation uh... if it's based off of like. The number of members so they're now so it's so good five members with their fandom so the fandom like, is the okay. sixth wing yeah I was oh like, okay. okay cool yeah so like now that they only have six it's like they had kind of had to change it up a little bit yeah anyways so we all do know and i don't think that this is controversial to say Mm-mm. that hive is a company that's built off of acquisition right so a lot of the members here are not like new in terms of not having been in the spotlight before right so for example like ha yunjin was a trainee from pledis she was previously on produce 48 mm. which created people like somi people like kong daniel right so like this show is no stranger to producing like huge stars in the k-pop industry um, Kim Jae-won and Sakura, who are also part of the group, um, were in Eyes One, and Eyes One was one of the largest girl groups for the last like two or three, two years ish before they went back to their separate ways to their own original companies. Right, so this group, right, amongst the six of them originally, half of them, right, three out of the six of them were already like discovered. And largely discovered. Like, Sakura was, I would say, so So a little bit of background about Produce 48. It was called Produce 48 because there was 48 Japanese trainees and 48 um, Korean trainees. Oh. And Sakura was the winner of the Japanese side, basically. So she was ranked number two, I think, total amongst the 48 times two trainees. And number one in, like, the Japanese side, right? Wow. So, like... She is a huge star, right? So this is, she is no stranger to fame. Um, you can kind of see her as the um, Korean equivalent to Won Young from IBE, oh. right? Who is like the huge like it girl yeah. these days. Well, one of the huge it girls these days, right? So that is just to say that like the members were largely known already, mm-hmm. largely in the spotlight and had immense popularity. So only three of them were debuting for the first time. And they were Inte, Kazuha, and 
Kim Garam. Well, Ha Eugene didn't make the Eyes One lineup, but she had already been on the produced show before. Got it. So, um, in May of this year, May 2nd, they released their, they debuted as a six member group called La Seraphim, and they came out with their first EP titled Fearless. Right. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to the concept of their group name. Their title track was also called Fearless. Um, overall, like from my kind of look through the charts and my look through of album sales, like the song did really well and they sold a lot of albums, mm-hmm. which is not actually very surprising because, again, three out of the six members were not only public already, like they were among some of the most popular Korean celebrities out there in the industry. It came with like um, a fan base already, basically. Right. It came with like a fan base. Like think about if like Kong Daniel like debuted in a six member group. Oh, came like, over. Yeah. yeah this would have <laughs> happened. Yeah. Like this would have ha- like same thing with Ive, right? Like when eyes one finished, they went back to their starship group mm-hmm. and they came out with, with a couple of eyes one members and then also new members, but they're also Ive now and they're like, the hottest group right now yes. in the K-pop industry, right? So, like, a very similar tra- trajectory happened with La Seraphim. Um, This is also not to say that it didn't come with a lot of initial controversy when they first released their MV and the public, the netizens, saw some of the first performances. So, the, f- the first controversy that we don't actually want to talk too much about today <laughs> was that um, <laughs> the reason why I said that I like noted the age of the members is because a lot of the netizens took issue to um, quote unquote, right. And this is for the public to judge themselves and, you know, whatever you think of the, whatever people watching thought of the controversy, many described it as quote unquote provocative for minors. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the youngest in this group is Oh six line. That's like, very young so they took issue with some of the provocative choreography as part of the debut title track right which is fair i think yeah i think i don't know like i'm trying to also put on my gender glasses right like would people say like the same thing across a very provocative male concept like for a male group maybe so I'm trying to see if there's a double standard here. Right. I guess I, I would see what say, you're saying. Right. Um, but, you know, many did think, many did say that, you know, it was provocative, especially for minors, mm-hmm. especially as we're getting to the early uh, two th- uh, early and mid 2000 debuters going on here. Right? right. So, yeah. So that was an initial controversy, like days after they debuted. Um, but what we want to talk about today, and we want to do a disclaimer before we begin, is like the story is largely, this episode is largely going to be centered around Kim Garam, who I said is no longer a member anymore of La Seraphim, according to Hybe. Um, the story is still unfolding, and we rely on a lot of translations, and a lot of the discussion is allegation and speculation. So we'll mainly present our thoughts about this speculation and kind of refrain from like accusation of some sort. But Casey, do you want to walk us through? What in the world is going on with Kim Garam? Yes. So, like Nathan said, La Serafim just debuted. They debuted months ago in May. And that just kind of 
I want that to be the perspective that you consume this news with because no, this is really like unique. Like groups don't debut and then make the Korean news for the scandal for idol scandal per Chris and her uh, students. Like, yeah, this is this is big news, and uh, it starts in early April. I mean, it starts. Back in 2018, but we'll get into it. It starts before they actually debut. So every like once Kim Garam was announced as a member of Les Seraphim, um, that's when netizens began spreading the bullying allegations. So this was in early April. Then uh, Source Music releases a statement and they deny the bullying school bullying rumors and said that they'll take legal action against those that are spreading the false claims. And I want to make that a very clear distinction. It's legal action against commenters and like internet people spreading the claims okay and um it should also be noted that this is source music slash hybe because we know source music is a subdivision of hybe again with the whole company being built with acquisitions um so then may 16th there was a ripple on the internet because a photo of an official school document was spreading online um and it detailed a report from a school violence committee hereby for the rest of the episode known as SVC. Um, It was about a meeting which supports the bullying claim and refers to a level five punishment on Garam. And I'll get into the level uh, stuff in a bit. So three days after this May 16th spread of this document, Uh, The alleged victim releases a statement through their lawyer, and the next day, uh, Les Seraphim's schedule is canceled. And the summary of the statement, and we'll link a document which has all these things outlined with links to sources and everything if you're really curious about getting into the nitty-gritty. But the high-level summary of this statement was that in 2018, the victim was subjected to violence by Garam and her friends. uh, Garam and her parents were then given level 5 disciplinary action by the SVC. The victim herself uh, received counseling and then transferred to a different school. So then after Hybe denied the school violence, the victim was doxxed in the comments of that article and then was harassed online and that's what led to her suicide attempt and eventually she dropped out of school ultimately she's not seeking compensation but she wants hive to apologize and retract their statement um denying the claims of school bullying um and it's i i did want to call out that the claim was that her suicide attempt was from the online harassment following hive statement and not because of any um, action from Garam directly because there are some claims online that Garam's bullying in high school or middle school was what caused was what led this girl to a suicide attempt, but that's not the case. So then, following that, May twenty first, Hybe released another statement saying that there was no physical violence committed by Garam, but she did use verbal curses, insults, and sent mm. threatening texts, and it was. Her claim is that the victim's friend had posted a partially undressed photo of Garam's friend. So Garam was acting in defense of her friend. Lord. 
Yeah. And then they stated that the level five disciplinary action was the result of that specific school's policy and that the policies can vary between schools. So the levels remain the same, but it's what the school judges to be to merit that specific level that can vary. Um, and if you're curious, the citations we'll have will also link to a Korean lawyer who breaks down the criteria that <laughs> we mean business that's here what I'm on Idol Talk. That's what I'm saying. Hot talk. Yeah, Hot talk. we got to start up, you know, clean, professional. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like a there's five different criteria that schools can use to determine the level. However, uh, there's a caveat to that, which I'll get into. Um, so closing up the statement from Hybe, uh, they said that Garam would be taking a break to rest mm-hmm. from the stress of all of this drama. And then the rest of the group will continue to promote because, again, they had just debuted two. Like uh, they were mid-music show yes, when this all happened. Yes, they were mid-music show. They had just debuted like literally two weeks prior to this statement. So they're at the height of promotions. They should be like just focused on that instead they're being bogged down be on at inky gayo yes and uh that's not the case so then uh on may 25th hybe released another statement saying that they were trying to negotiate with the victim's lawyers and that there were no plans to remove garam from the group okay mm-hmm. quiet silence for months now fast forward to yesterday july 20th Hybe releases a statement that Garam's contract was terminated and that Les Seraphim would continue as a five-member group, blowing up the internet. And this is this is what prompted the story because there's a lot here we don't know. What happened between May 25th, where they said there were no plans to remove her from the group, and now where she's right, just right, terminated right. with no explanation. And no update on the case. Like, what happened to the legal action? Is it resolved? Like, is the victim gone? And then before we enter the discussion, I do want to do some um, fact-checking and, like, further explanation. Because, again, we are international fans. We don't have the South Korean perspective on this. And we tried to do our best to be as – to cover our bases as much as possible to give our listeners perspective here. So, Garam's level 5 punishment was under the category of obscenity, violence, cyberbullying, and information and communication networks. Garam and her parents were given five to six hours of special education, but I couldn't find what that entails, like, specifically. And then... So, this is, like, cyber, then? Yeah, it would count as a communication network, because she was sending threatening texts. Oh, okay. And then so obs- it's not like physical violence. No, it could be any kind of violence, which is oh, like okay. a verbal violence, I guess, verbal right, abuse. Right, right. And then she was also obscene in her verbal attacks. So that's why it falls under the obscenity. And then here are just the different levels for everyone's context. First level is a written apology. Second level is prohibition of contact. Third level is school service. Fourth level is community service. And then fifth level is special education or psychological treatment. Sixth level is suspension. Seven is change of class. Eight is school transfer, which is a forced school transfer. That's an important detail. And then nine is expulsion. 
And so she's halfway up on this totem pole here. Yes. And it's possible to get a level five disciplinary action without committing physical violence. And across Korea, level five action is actually more common than three school service or four community service because it's more convenient to the school. So I think there are there is a lot of misinformation on TikTok because people are basing it off of like one school's determination. But because the criteria varies from school to school across the different levels, like it's hard for us to really narrow it down specifically. But yeah, that's uh, it in a nutshell. I mean, I have a whole... I mean, okay, Casey, why don't you, do you have any preliminary thoughts that you just kind of like to throw out there? Yeah, I think, and this is just, again, Hybe, don't sue me. (laughs) But I think Hybe, in the end, decided that this is all too much to, like, deal with for a newly Mm -hmm. debuted Mm -hmm. group. And because Kim Garam doesn't have a built-in fan base, having this be her like pure true debut it was she was expendable which is not mm. which is not nice but like from a business standpoint standpoint yeah it's because like i was saying like she wasn't one of the main three that she that had already had some kind of yeah pre fandom yeah attached to their name and it's like maybe they're protecting the other members who do have a lot they they do stand to lose more uh, if they lost that member, like we, we again, don't know what happened between the end of May and now the end of July that caused them to completely pivot on their stance on this. And there's a lot of controversy online because a lot of people on either side, whether you support Garam or want to move on as a five member group, there's a lot of like open questions that and a lot of lack of information that people are demanding resolution on. Yeah, it also seemed like the public was turning against Kim Garam. Mm-hmm. So it felt as if the only way out was to let her go. Yeah. Because it was going to event- eventually do detriment to like the group itself. Yes. And I think I sent like- you guys like a link to about how she was already like uh, a controversial figure in the group because she had used slurs like racial slurs and mm. other stuff prior to this bullying allegation. So she had already been a controversial figure in the group. And I think so this, this was self-preservation action on Hybe's part. Yeah. So I think that this is totally a spurious correlation, but I'm just going to say this anyways. So I follow like this music chart like account on Twitter, they work really hard. iChart works really hard. And I was like tracking, like not tracking like specifically, but like browsing, like how the Mm -hmm. song was doing when it first came out. I was like, oh, it's doing like, okay. Like sometimes I would see it on the charts. Sometimes I wouldn't. And then after, again, could be a spurious correlation, but after Kim Garam was put on a hiatus, I swear to God, the song like skyrocketed on the charts. What? Like it was up there with like Tomboy and um, Love Dive. And I was like, wow. Like, I didn't know people were like really into this song. Like, I thought it was good. I like, like fine. it. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was yeah. fine. But then I was like, oh, this is like a really hot song right now. But it, it was is. like, I didn't see it happening until 
after Kim Garam was put on a hiatus. So do you think it's like a response to the I think the the public was like very against her. Oh, so now they're like, oh, we want to support the Seraphim because she's gone. Or like we can support while she's Uh, on a hiatus because she's not necessarily like active as a part of the group. That makes sense. So that's just, that could be a theory yeah. For the spurious correlation, but it can also be like the song just grew over time in people's heads and stuff, right? Like I mean, the it's, stuff. it's kind of like all over TikTok, and we know how TikTok affects like music charting and stuff. But also this uh, scandal is also trending their name and like keeping mm-hmm. them in the articles. So Right, right. Yeah. So I, I just like the question that I have is like, Hybe is, like, the biggest Korean entertainment industry now. Like, one of the big four, Mm -hmm. so to speak, right? Like, they have so many resources. And, like, it doesn't even take resources, right, to do some investigative, like, background check. You know what this reminds me of? Well, not specifically, but the the drama is, like, reminiscent of when Ujin was doing yes. all that stuff and then his yes. new entertainment company rode so hard for him they made that like YouTube se- crack video series debunking a lot of stuff there was a lot of investigation that went into it with proof and everything but uh we're not seeing the same from Hybe and I would venture to guess that they have more resources at their disposal to do and that's why i want to know what it is that they know that prompted them to drop her because they were quiet on this for two months yeah i think that that's like one of the big issues the second big issue that's related to that is like why didn't you scout out this girl beforehand like apparently these are these are records right i don't know if they're public like are these is the school records public well they they've found them someone found it yeah Yeah, someone found it so So they could have found it can't take that much work if the internet folks can find it then so can one of the most powerful k-pop industry companies right so i'm just Mm -hmm. like hi like what is the vetting process here yeah what is the vetting process here like you are going to be more public than like the president of the united states here or the president of korea like you're going to be, like, in the public eye, like, 24-7. Mm-hmm. People are going to be following you. There's going to be paparazzi. Like, shouldn't we be doing, like, a better job of making sure that, first of all, like, you're clean to be put in the public eye? Like, yeah. And, I, you know, I hate to say, like, and we always talk about this with, like, smaller scandals. Like, I don't know. In the U.S., like, soft drugs doesn't mean much, mm-hmm. right? Because it's largely legal. Like, in a lot of states, it's legal here, mm-hmm. right? But, like... Like, shouldn't, and I, I, I want to be cautious of talking about, like, oh, like, should should they be kicked out of groups or not? But, like, if they're idols, like, ultimately, they need to have a clean record because they're, again, like, they're public figures. They're going yeah. to be held to a higher standard than normal people. So mm-hmm. they need to be vetted beforehand. Which is so that's really, like one- it's really unfortunate, though, because, I mean, I don't, okay, full confessional, I was kind of a high school bully. <laughs> but I don't – I'm different now. I've grown up and I've changed. I mean, Kim Garam is still really, really young, you know? And, like, we are all victims to folly of youth. And not what I'm saying what she did is right, but there's a lot of misinformation about the actual crime itself spreading online. Like, there's a rumor that she 
was violent against a disabled person. And it was because uh-huh. someone had misunderstood what the special education translation was. And they thought, oh. yeah. So I think that it, it, there are instances where someone has to be removed from the group, you know, a uh, right. Sungri right. situation. But <laughs> I don't know. That's a non controversial one on that end. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why there's a lot of controversy here is because no one really has like, the the stands are split with the internet. And, I mean, like, they're X number of days into their career. Yes, they're so right? new. They're so new. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, they, they had a really successful debut. And, like, they're still going to be pretty big. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still a lot of news. Because, like, you are from the first. And, like, G-Friend was not the first hype-ish group no. because they were already established before but this was like the first go girl group post bts right that mm-hmm. was really going to make their debut from now a huge company right so of course yeah. all the spotlight is going to be on them like even more so they're going to be vetted by the public even harder mm-hmm. right they're no longer an underdog company and with that comes also a bigger limelight right so. Yeah. Well, I wish the group luck. I like Fearless a lot. I think it's catchy. I will say that they've posted like two TikTok videos uh, at the t- as of the time of this recording, and people are just blowing up the comments like, "Y'all are so happy to have her gone" or whatever. Oh. So it's <laughs> yeah, like it's wild out there. That is interesting. Well. Any closing thoughts on Kim Garam here? Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to keep up and see, like, how this plays out because it's so open-ended and we really don't know much about what's actively unfolding. Um, but I I wish I wish her good luck. Um, no one she should dox anyone. She won't be... I don't think any other the... entertainment company will pick right. her up. Yeah, I don't think anyone is going to clear her. And, and Yeah. I mean, maybe after, if this all boils down to, like, a clearing of her name, or if they decide that she had already paid penance for this with the um, SVC's decision mm-hmm. of the disciplinary action, and then in a few years she can try again. I could see that happening, but in the immediate future, I just really don't think so. Which is sad. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna have to keep our eye out on this. Yeah, listeners, what do you think? Yeah, DM us. Yeah, definitely. Let us know like what you all think and tell us about your investigative journalism. <laughs> and um, yeah, peep our sources. To, yeah, we look forward to hearing your thoughts on this kind of developing story. But um, thank you all for tuning in to this first episode of Hotok, and yes. we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Bye.